What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Amanda Costco, and today we interrupt our regular programming to bring you some very exciting news from Berlin. Today's episode is all about the fashion fusion program out of Germany. Now, Regular listeners of the Electric Runway podcast will know I'm no stranger to Berlin. This past summer, I spoke at Fashion Tech Berlin, the premier event for fashion technology in Germany and arguably the world. There we got to see firsthand how the tech community is coming together with fashion circles to make fashion tech happen. In case you haven't been following along, the Fashion Fusion program is an ideas competition for encouraging innovation and collaboration in the fashion tech space with groundbreaking concepts. The initiative was funded by Deutsche Telekom, and pardon my German on the pronunciation of that, it's a German telecom company. It's known as T-Mobile in Canada and in the US, but it's powered by a network of awesomeness, including our friends at Electro Couture and Fashion Tech Berlin. Other partners include Intel, Wired Magazine, Fab Lab Berlin, and the German Research Center for Artificial Intelligence, to name a few. So the program was announced in the summer of 2016 with a call for submissions in late May. By August 16, 2016, the jury, which includes upper echelon representatives in the fields of fashion and technology, had announced 12 finalists. And if you're interested in learning more about the finalists, check out our latest blog post on electricrunway.com where you can meet the 12 finalists and look at the projects that they've worked on. These selected artists, designers, and entrepreneurs would go on to work closely with the House of Electro Couture to develop their concepts. Today on the program, you're going to hear from two very important characters at the center of the Fashion Fusion program. Lisa Lang is the founder of Electro Couture, a fashion tech house that helps entrepreneurs bring fashion tech concepts to market. She's also the lead curator of the Fashion Fusion program. She's going to announce the winners on the show today, which are being revealed as this podcast is published simultaneously in Berlin at a special award ceremony. Anche Hunchausen, and again, pardon my German, is the VP of Brand Experience at the German Telekom Company, that's the Jewish Telekom, and once again, please pardon my German, and she's here to tell me all about why a telecommunications company is interested in the future of smart fashion. It's an exciting episode connecting you to the fashion tech scene in Berlin, and it starts right now. So, Anja, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, for those who don't know, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what is the German Telekom company and what is the Fashion Fusion program. Mm-hmm. So Deutsche Telekom is one of the uh, leading European telecommunication company, and part of this is also T-Mobile in the USA, which you for sure know because John Ledger, the CEO, is a very well-known CEO in the US and I suppose also in Canada. And the core business of Deutsche Telekom is fixed and mobile services and products. And we are, we, we are in the position to uh, drive digitization, all branches in all industry fields like automotive, health, smart home, but all these the relevant industry fields you can imagine. And so how did the Fashion Fusion program come about? So as, as we want to be a strong partner for digitization and digitization is revolutionizing 
all parts of yeah of internet of things and and all parts of the industry branches we thought that as the fashion is becoming more and more a connected device and smarter that uh, for us as we want to set up our brand also into the part of digital lifestyle brand that it's a good uh, field to enter there fashion smart fashion is a booming trend and we think we want to be first and cross the intersection between fashion and technology and for that we we just wanted to be first also to pull such a contest yeah and it's a really interesting time because so much of the smart fashion is connected to the mobile phone which is then connected to our social networks and clothing has always been really social so it's about time that our clothing, I think, got more connected and and more social. So at first, I think people who hear about the contest, they might think, oh, what is a telecommunications company doing interested in a smart fashion contest? But once, uh, you, you know, you really look at how these things are all interconnected, it really makes sense to me. So I'm wondering, from your perspective, what have you seen from the contestants and the pitches and projects that have developed out of this initiative? Well, first of all, we were very much interested to have a broad approach. So when we set up this contest and the challenge, we asked for ideas and concepts uh, regarding connected devices, but also really digital enhanced fashion and smart services. So this was uh, these were the three categories, and we thought it's it's very good to see for the first fashion fusion to see what would come up. And if you look at the uh, 12 finalists, we had a, a broad range of, of concept. And yeah, it was something which was very impressive that it was very much tech driven, but also the fashion part was embracing the tech. And so our aim was to have a good balance in there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the finalists, and it does seem like it's a very good balance. You have connected devices, augmented reality, you know, commuter fashion. It really is a broad spectrum, so it really shows the diversity in this space. I'm interested to know, you also have a number of partners on board, including Adidas, Intel, Fashion Tech Berlin, the Fab Lab. How much of a community effort is it for you to foster innovation in an industry that's so new? I don't think it's so new because in the last years we invested a lot into wearables, it was most, mostly in bracelets and all this fitness and sports part. But now we, as we have strong, we found strong partners like Adidas and Intel, we recognize that with this, with this very excellent collaboration, we were, we found good new, we found new ideas, concepts, which really could drive us far away from the classical smartphone in direction to smart clothing. And I'm convinced that a smartphone in 10 years, you won't have a smartphone anymore. Everything is integrated in to smart fashion or wearables or whatever. So I can make a phone call from my jacket or, you know, like download my favorite music right into my, you know, running gloves and, and that sort of thing. So everything's going to be connected and mobile and, and online, basically. 
Everything will be connected, yeah, I think so. If you talk to the millennials, to the younger generation, they don't think that the smartphone is uh, the future because we, we set up a lot of research and especially the millennials, they, they say, oh, come on, it, it will be more integrated in, into automotive, into my bicycle, into my clothing, into my, yeah, what I'm, I'm wearing. So it's, it's more... Yeah, as, as microelectronic, it's it's getting smaller and, and cheaper. This this will be the development. And Intel and our partners are very convinced about that as well. So it's really an alignment of visions. Now, from my understanding, you're from a telecommunications and project management background as opposed to a fashion background. So I'm interested to know, what have you learned about fashion along the way? I learned that looking into other industries, especially fashion, and the classical fashion brand is very far away from digitization. And as we we set up this fashion fusion initiative last year, it started we started in May, and more and more as we we got really really good media response. And now end of uh, this uh, last year, a lot of like well-known fashion designers they knocked on our door asking to join. Because they recognize they cannot stay in this very classical analog world. They have to also jump on the world because retail and e-commerce and everything will change the game. So uh, that's my experience I made with the fashion industries. But now as more as this is growing and, and we, we got more and more open doors. First of all, it was very close, close shop and, and people, especially from the fashion industry, were very afraid. And especially uh, in our curator, Lisa Lang, she is one who's very open and she's the glue, as she always said, between the two worlds. And I think she did a really good pioneer. She was a, or she is a pioneer and moving this barriers down. Absolutely. <laughs> to, to change this game. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think every emerging industry and fashion tech is an emerging in- industry, as you mentioned, you know, like telecommunications and mobile, it's been there for a long time, but this integration is new for the fashion industry and you need people like Lisa, not just people, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Lisa, she's a Wonder Woman and she really is the glue and those people, those key characters are so important for bringing communities like this together. So I'm very much in awe of what you're doing there in Berlin and beyond. I just have a couple more questions for you because I'm, you know, cognizant of your time. I'm going to be speaking later with Lisa specifically about the winners, but from your perspective, what makes a winning project? A winning product was for me the one who was very, had a unique selling point, but also having the understanding to really cross the intersection between technology and, and fashion. And that fashion and technology becomes more and more, become more and more connected. And for that, the winning team, I, I'm sure Lisa will tell you more about, they were uh, very impressive because they had this artificial intelligence approach, but also embracing the fashion and they were asking to make their products and services beautiful and, and, and stylish and that people want to wear it because what is very important that the mass market at the end 
people buy it and they want to integrate it into their daily life. Yeah, it can't just be a, you know, a concept. It has to be something that people are really going to want. So the awards show, which is taking place on Thursday, is going to announce the winners and present them with their prize money, which is really exciting. So beyond helping the three teams that are going home with prize money and all of the contestants who participated in the program, what do you hope the Fashion Fusion Initiative will do for the design community at large? At last, we this the show doesn't stop. We want we will follow up, and especially the winner will have a chance now to further develop with one of us or of our partners to follow up on their ideas and prototypes so towards a, a marketable product. So that's very important that we want to. It, it's it's just the start. We see us as yeah as a baby <laughs> the fashion fusion. And we want to build up a good ecosystem and have the right people on board and then help especially these uh, very promising talents and these, these very high qualified teams to move ahead and to get into the right companies in ours or maybe Intel or Adidas and that they get a really strong accelerator program and at, at the end and, and investors who, who will yeah, spend their money on investing there. So the Fashion Fusion program, it's just its just the start. It's just the beginning of the story. This is just the start, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, on Thursday, we will, for now, uh, we will announce that the Fashion Fusion, we will have a second one, a second Fashion Fusion uh, challenge for sure. Especially also our board members. I just had a presentation today. They uh, were totally convinced because it's something emotional, visible, and especially for us as a company who is very much into offering products which are not tangible. I think that's a great opportunity to build up an ecosystem with partners and be the, the first one or, or one of the first ones who yeah, push this progress into the right direction. Yeah, well, we're very excited. We're watching from North America, absolutely in awe of what you're doing in Berlin. And of course, I've been to Fashion Tech Berlin, and I've seen what you're building there in the community, and it's absolutely fantastic. So, Anja, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Good luck with the awards ceremony on Thursday, and of course, uh, stay you. in touch. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs> That was my conversation with Anche Hunchausen from the Deutsche Telekom AG. Once again, pardon my German. It was really great to get Anche's insight into the Fashion Fusion program and have her set up a little bit of context for it. Very interesting that a telecommunications company is funding and invested in smart apparel. Next up, we're gonna hear from the glue of the fashion tech community in Berlin and beyond. Lisa Lang is the founder of Electro Couture, a brand that really started making wearables, making fashion tech products, and has since grown into a full-fledged fashion tech house, helping entrepreneurs bring their products from concept to market, as well as participating in various events in Berlin and beyond, including the Fashion Tech Berlin Conference, as well as the Fashion Fusion Program, which we're going to hear all about. Lisa is going to announce the winners and provide us a little bit of insight into the process that they went through in this program. So without further ado, my conversation with Lisa Lang. So Lisa, welcome to the show. 
Hi, it's so good to be back. So listeners of the show will know Lisa Lang of Electro Couture, the Wonder Woman of the fashion tech community. In addition to running the House of Electro Couture and assisting putting together the programming for Fashion Tech Berlin, you're also involved with the Fashion Fusion program. So if you could tell me a little bit about how you got involved and how you've been shaping this program. So the interesting thing is because we are running in partnership uh, Fashion Tech Berlin together with Premium Exhibition, which is one of the biggest trade fashion trade shows in Europe. And the telecom team came to one of these programs and said, like, look, we have like this kind of idea. You know, it sounds awesome, but we need somebody to actually tell us what to do and like to make it all work. And they came to Premium first, and then Antje Tillman from Premium recommended me. And for telecom, it was, it was really easy to find me in the crowd because of my pink hair. And if everyone who knows, like, telecom and T-Mobile, like, their brand color is, like, magenta. Mm-hmm. It's, like, pink. And I was like, okay, you know, I was pink before. <laughs> but they were like, yeah, branding, marketing, awesome, totally works. Do you want to be our creator? And I was like, it would be an honor. And that's how it started. <laughs> so you had the hair for the role from the beginning. And so they brought you on to curate and really bring to life this fashion fusion program. So walk us through the steps of this. We know that the program was announced in early summer 2016. There was a call for submission. And then there were finalists announced and you've been working with those finalists. So what what has that been like? And maybe what are some, did I miss any of the major milestones there or? Yeah. So like, you know, we, of course, you know, we've met before and talked about it. It was this whole, like, what is actually fashion tech? What do you actually want to achieve? But so in the end of the day for telecom, it was really important. It's like being this platform of enabling. So like we bring people together, which is like a form of, you know, telecommunication or communication as it is. And I said, like, look, you know, so how shall we do that? And this is what I really like in telecom. They were like, what is the best approach? Like, what we want to do is, like, mm-hmm. if we have a bunch of designs with, like, great European artists and that we help them to go from one idea to actually execute it through and then in the end we will have, like, a great show, right? So we had a lot of meetings. There was a lot about like what is actually fashion tech, what means what means fashion tech for you. Because like if you ask ten different people, you get fifty different answers, mm-hmm. which is great. But you know, if you want to set up a program, you really really have to focus. So we started with said like, okay, what do we want to do? Like Esther Wirt says, it's like fashion fusion. So like fashion is first. So we contacted like you know the top list of European fashion schools and universities. And I told them about the program. We activated we as electrical tour. It's not only me; it's like an entire team behind it. We also have a network, and then we went like through social media, Facebook, Twitter, and said like, "People, there is something really awesome happening here. Do you want to come to Berlin, spend with us three months? You know, did you always have an idea what you want to do? If you could do that." You know, just submit your idea and we will build a fashion tech lab and help you to go from idea to the actual product or design. And, and, and that's what happens. It was, it was really cool for like, you know, for, for a big company like Telecom to be like so agile and open and like really innovative and they listened. 
And so what did the 2016 submissions tell you about the state of fashion tech? You're looking at all of these submissions. I imagine you got hundreds and, you know, you're really seeing the, the spectrum of what's out there. What, what insights did you gain from the submissions? So the thing is, what we did is like we set up categories. So we had like digitally enhanced fashion, like uh, wearable technologies and also like customer facing services, right? So like that was our assumption. The interesting thing was there were certain topics which got a lot of submissions. So there was, we got a lot of submissions about uh, wearable solar technologies in all kind of shapes and forms, like in handbags, in uh, jackets. That was really interesting. We had a lot of, lot of, uh, applications. Then the other thing was like all around smart textiles, how to enhance uh, in terms of manufacturing, like how can we change? There was a lot about, you know, you working with algae to like very natural things. There was a lot about sustainability, like how can we use technology to improve the, the fashion productivity and the fashion manufacturing. And then, of course, there was a whole bunch of, in terms of wearable tech, about wireless charging. Wireless charging was huge, you know, in in handbags, in 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 wallets, and then just like you know, the kind of functional. The functional wearable tech, you know, there's like a call button, there's like a fitness tracker, you know, it's like all of those shades also. And then there were a whole list of like very, very individual cases, like something totally unique. But also, the Cherie also made, because like I'm as a creator, I'm neutral, I'm like, you know, so like I didn't make the decisions. I was there to explain to the Cherie and to Telecom what it actually means and what the context is what's happening in the industry. And the interesting thing was also like what the Shiri was also very interested is, okay, this is a great idea, but can we actually help them, right? So because there's only that much you can do in three months in a fashion tech lab. But so like 50% was like really like a lot of variations of like topics we always see. We always see a smart energy harvesting systems, smart, smart gadgets. How can we charge our phones? Something like that. And the other half was like really, really individual cases, but also like, okay, good. We don't have like a million euro budget. So we have to be like really focused. How can we help them? So it was partly how does their project match the mandate of what you're trying to do with the fashion fusion, but then also partly are they a good match for you and can you help them actually make a product here rather than just a concept? Now, so just to be clear, you, you're you not on the jury to decide the final winners or are you? No, no, no. So like for me as a curator, that was for me very, very important. There were two things, what I said in the beginning, which is very important for me and also for us as Electro Couture. First of all, because I'm on the front, I'm talking with all of the teams um, and everybody needs that kind of special treatment. So that means like that I don't make a decision who comes in and who wins. Because, you know, it's like, so the Cherie, they just come in, they have a look, they see the process, and then they make a decision. It's very important that you have, like, a neutral Cherie says, like, okay, I just see this, mm-hmm. and here's a decision. I, and also, like, I got too emotionally involved in that because I love them all. They're all awesome, right? I can, like, do the pitch for every one of the teams now. The other side was also was very important for me is like to tell Telecom is that all of the teams 
kept their intelligent property, their IP. Because there are a lot of petitions out there in fashion, but also in technology, like at the moment where you just like enter an incubator or like a fashion competition is that at the moment you kind you already either give shares away or you lose your IP. And that's, a, that's what I said in the beginning. It's like, so when I came in, like one of the very important things for me was like, to make sure that all of the teams who enter the competition, they keep the intelligent property, the IP. And my argument for that was like, when people who already have projects and are really high quality, they are not going to enter the competition if they feel like that they lose part of their product rights mm-hmm. or something like that, right? On the other side, when you're an enabler platform, we are just Excel. Of course, the advantage is like, you're very close by when they develop. You're very close by. You always can go back. Like all of the members of the jury, like, you know, Wired and Adidas and Intel, of course you can talk with them later. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, was, it was very important for me that, like, they don't take the rights away because it's so early and you don't want to do that. And we actually got a lot of street cred for that. Like, I've talked with a lot of teams and they said, like, that was actually the reason. And funnily, most of the, the, the finalists team who made it in, they said, like, one of the reasons why they actually entered in the telecom fashion fusion in the first place was because they keep their IP. And do you think that's because you're a designer as well, so you understand how to protect designers and how to kind of fight for them? I mean, I, I certainly think that's part of it. It's this big corporation, right? And so it can be very intimidating for these emerging designers. So you're able to help broker that relationship, which is a delicate one, right? Absolutely. That is so important because like for young designers as well as like for young technologists out there, this is a really, really scary place outside of university. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a shark tank, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, so that was like for me, what I said, like, so this is kind of like my job as a curator, uh, explaining it to you, uh, to them in like in plain German and English and say like, look, you know, so like, trust me, I went through all of the contracts. So this is what, this is what it means because that's what we do at Electrocouture every day. We just translate. And also, of course, like, hey, if you trust me, you can trust the process here as well. Because like when for us being a decorating part of the project is, you know, we have a, we have a rep- reputation and, and that's what we stand for. And that was actually a great thing for all of my team is like they all went in there like 150% because they all believed in that and this is the way also how it works here in electrocouture you know we all keep our ip the most important thing is that we work together and then what actually happened in the dynamic of the fashion fusion lab is because we had such a great diversity of the teams that they just and we didn't create that it happened automatically and it's like i'm super super proud of they started to help each other Awesome. Um, so what, one of one of the first things what happened is like there was like one guy actually one engineer who st- stood up and he made a list and said like these are all our knowledges. Can you please put all of your expertise of this sheet and then we just like cross reference. And what happened in those three months was actually there was like there was like a super tech team and I had no idea how to sew. And then there was a fashion designer in another team. And she was like, oh, I can make you that user interface, a.k.a. the dress over like your LED suit and stuff like that. And because all of those boundaries were just gone, because those 12 finalists were very, very diverse. So that was, you know, that was really good also for the Shurito design. There is not like not two solar projects who like would directly compete with each other. It's like, no. 
There's everything for something for everyone. And once the teams understood that, they just worked next to each other for three months and they were just helping each other. And it probably just elevated the, the the whole experience for everybody. And now, no matter who wins, you know, all the finalists feel like they had a hand in it, you know, not only for making it this far, but also for collaborating. So I want to get you to talk to us about the winners. But before we do that, can you speak to some of your favorite projects that didn't make the, you know, top three who were going home with the prize money, the runners up? This is actually really difficult because, you know, I love them all because we've been working for three months very closely together and I've spent a lot of time before and during and now also after. In the end of the day, it's like everyone in this project is a winner. They got so many contacts out of it. I can't think of any team who doesn't have now like a follow-up project with one of the partners, with one of the people that have been working, you know, with, with our team. Also, quick funny side story. Actually, the thing what happened is what there were only supposed to be 10. And then what happened in the, in the jury meeting is because the jury started to argue and said, like, we can't decide. They're just too good. And then the jury decided that they're going to turn the final 10 into the final 12. Hmm. Right. So that also shows you something about the quality of the project. The thing is, the, the teams, they're like two, they're two dimensions. Like on the one side, they're like very, technical orientated team and on the other side they're very fashion orientated team the other dimension is like there is like 50 percent and like really focused on like art and show pieces and like show us the future and inspire us but you won't be able to put it in a washing machine or replicate it which you know art doesn't have to do that right on the other side there is a whole bunch of projects which you can put it on the market tomorrow and, you know, you would all buy it because it totally makes sense. Yeah. So that is like this this, this kind of ratio I'm really, really proud of. Just so listeners know, we've put up blog post on Electric Runway looking at the 12 finalists. So if people want to learn more about this, you know, 12 that was originally supposed to be 10 that made it this far, who I'm sure, like you said, you're very proud of. And it's like, you know, asking you to choose a favorite child <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, if you could speak to the top winners and what they're walking away with as well as how that speaks to larger trends in the market that would be awesome yeah so i mean on the one side of course there is like a cash prize so like the first winner will get twenty thousand euro the second one will get ten thousand and the third one will get five thousand euro but like that is not that's not what any of them was actually in for because they all got like so many amazing contacts. And the interesting thing is I'm actually, but I also taught at Telecom and all of the partners, I'm actually very interested in the aftermath, like what's happening afterwards. This is just the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. There are like so many awesome projects, like what you see at a Telecom Fashion Fusion, you might gonna buy it very soon or you see it on a stage somewhere. So starting with number three, Lafayette Mathieu Dijkstra from the Netherlands. Marta is an absolute visionary. She is an artist. She's been doing this for a long, long, long time. And she's a craftswoman, you know, so she's using 3D printing, but it's actually like, you know, she has to do it with her hands because what Marta is known for is you have like those 3D printing pens, right? So, and with that, she makes entire garments. So if you think about what is the definition of couture is it's craftsmanship and she does exactly that but with a 3d printing pen 
you know. And she got inspired about the project and said, like, okay, how can I elevate that? And then she came up with this amazing concept, like, how can we get fashion to interact with technology? And her answer was drones. Yes, of course. This whole thing is like, hey, we have like a lot of drones flying around us, but how about we turn this into art, into like an amazing performance? And also Marcia is a live person, like because she, you know, so she is an artist, she goes on stage and has to be live because it just gives you the extra edge of emotion. They're like, oh, this is not like pre-programmed. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, this is happening live. Mm -hmm. And uh, the funny thing actually was is that with that, she pushed the technology of drone software and tracking software. We were actually surprised how challenging the software part of it, it is. So, and how much it actually makes sense that like a fashion tech artist gets in there and tries to say, okay, so address communicates with a drone that it actually also makes totally sense for like a lot of other cases. And this is the beauty about art. You see something crazy. This is the beauty about like old couture. You see something crazy and inspiring and then it kind of like trickle downs into daily, daily work. She actually, I think was like one of like the most complex projects in the telecom fashion fusion. That was also very good because the fashion fusion lab at the telecom building in, in Berlin has actually 10 meter high ceilings. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so it was actually really handy. So, and then, you know, so we had to think about what we do with like the German TÜV security when you have live on stage a model with like drones for, uh, flying around and stuff like that. Very interesting questions. This is what we have to, again, you know, what is about the future? Like you go on a runway and you have to talk about security issues for the audience and the model. And you have like 30 drones flying around you. Nobody has thought about that, but Marty did. So she is an absolutely inspiring artist, and she dared to dream the dream. Of course, we had, because it was three months, we had to do compromises, but she made it. So, you know, there will be a video where you, you will see drones flying and interact with a 3D printed garment. Awesome. Right? And you've never, never, never seen something like that. And I'm so sure if people see the, the, the video, they will inspire a whole new generation because yes, you can interact with technology, but you can look pretty, like pretty awesome at the same time. We're looking forward to it. And, so, and then the second one, the second one was like uh, Money Me. Very interesting. I mean, look, so there's a thing about like, of course, there's a whole trend about virtual reality and everybody goes bonkers about that. But there's also augmented reality. And for me, just like... Personally, I actually believe more in augmented reality than virtual reality. I find VR quite creepy because like I'm a realist and I live in the here and now and shutting myself off entirely. I see, of course, the potential and yes, it totally makes sense to go in that, but I'm more a friend of augmented reality. And this is what Miami did. So it's like, the cool thing about augmented reality is like the way how it gets triggered. It gets triggered by A, one color contrast, right? And B, by patterns. And da da, we are in fashion. What is fashion doing? Color contrast and patterns. It makes totally sense. So just like imagine you have like a nice pretty dress with color and patterns. And 
you look through you look at it through a display and because you're a closer designer or you've just been at that event or you're a press person you will always see something different i think so what they did is like so they have like a lovely nice pattern designed on a dress and on a t-shirt and then when you look at look through it on a, on a display all of those amazing extra layers. You're still in reality, but there's like an extra add-on. And I think also this just totally shows the future. So, you know, we always say like, oh, this is the new collection from Paris. How about in future, oh, this is the new augmented reality pattern from Paris. Just update. It's the same thing with the Tesla cars, right? You get a software update and then the car feels like a completely different car. This is also, of course, going to happen in fashion, right? You have a nice dress and every season you just, you know, you just change your digital layer. And this is what Me did. Also very interesting because they already also have like a business model behind it. Like they want to act as a service and say like, okay, so we have this team of an engineer and fashion designer and, and we can come to you and help you to excel your design. So it's, it's a very smart bunch of people. And then finally, of course, the big winners, uh, Trainware. The funny thing about Trainware is like they're, they're actually, and they will forgive me because I, they know that I dearly love them. It's a bunch of nerds, right? So it's a bunch of nerds who come from the German, German University for Artificial Intelligence. Again, AI, a topic exactly like virtual reality and augmented reality. Super, super hot topic. The thing is also because we are in the age of like making dumb things into smart things. And of course, it also means we give them a voice, you know? You know, of course, it's, for us, it's maybe it feels kind of creepy that our toaster talks with us in the morning, right? But like the generation who grows up, uh, up with that, they're going to be totally normal. You know, so like my little, you know, siblings, they don't, they can't remember how it was when they grew up with, uh, without internet and without mobile phones. So of course, you know, the next generation for them, it will be totally normal that things talk to you. You know, what we see with Alexa and, and in Siri and stuff like that. So Trainer did exactly that. So the way it's like, so you have like an engineer and you have a sports person and they're actually solving a huge problem. The problem in rehab and the problem in sports is that you actually don't do your chores properly. You either bend too much, you actually take the weights too fast or too slow. And yes, you go to the gym, but like you can't have like your virtual trainer around you and you do it at home. So of course it makes totally sense that like your yoga mat or like your your clothes talk to you and say like hey dude like a little bit slower or like hey like your muscle on your left eye because like the thing is also like our left and right arms they're always in they're always one of them is always slower or faster than the other one right mm. we are not super symmetric people that's what i learned with working with them <laughs> you know so the answer to that is just like is it's just like sensor so you have like a whole train wear outfit full of sensors and it's not only like the measured and afterwards you can look on your smartphone and you see what, you, what you've done wrong. No, that it doesn't make sense. What you need to do while are you doing it, somebody has to tell you, dude, seriously, go faster and slower. Of course, in a nicer, smarter, less with a less German accent <laughs> and voice, you know. But and the, the funny thing was actually like the way how they applied, it was super nerdy technical. There was like no fashion whatsoever. And I remember that Shiri said like, so this concept is actually really, really awesome. And the, the Telecom Fashion Fusion Lab can give and help them 
a lot because what they need is a user interface. And those three guys, the first thing what they had to learn was like, this is a sewing machine. This is how you can, this is how you can like sew, right? This is a laser cutter and, and stuff like that. Technically they were fine, but it was all about user interface because it looked like a robot. It looked like, okay, nobody is going to wear it. It just looks creepy. You, you're going to look like so funny. So, and this was also the decision of the, of the jury that is like, okay, not only did they make the biggest process through the entire program, but it, this is something we all need in future. And it also shows that because sports now is also a part of fashion. Absolutely. You know? so, yeah. So this is absolutely amazing that we said like, okay, so like I wear this like really nice, really nice uh, train wear and I can totally rely on technology and it helps me because there's a serious problem. If you do your chores, not properly, you can get back pain. You can seriously hurt yourself or when you're in rehab, you know, you, you will delay your recovery period significantly if you don't do your chores properly. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, we have to solve problems and that's what they did. Very interesting. And all of that data, I imagine, is going to be very resourceful as well for them as a company gathering the body data and the movement data. So, wow, that was a lot. So thank you very much for going through that. No, no, don't be sorry. I'm, I'm very excited for these winners. And I'm very excited for all the people who participated. Now, I just have a final couple questions for you before we wrap up. And you're going to be doing this award show on Thursday where you're going to announce this to everyone. It's going to be a beautiful event, I'm sure. Now, I think a lot of people looking in Berlin from the outside wonder how you folks are piecing it all together and really building a new industry. And I'd like to ask you because everyone really describes you as the glue holding it all together. So what advice would you give to other fashion tech hubs like New York, like Toronto, like maybe San Francisco, looking to solidify their presence on the global stage when it comes to fashion tech? How can they make that happen? Oh, thank you for that. Well, I think that our secret sauce, there are several things, but like our main secret ingredients, and it's not secret because I speak very openly about it, is collaborations. It's very, very important that you work together. So this is like in fashion, it's it's a thing. And I see that with like fashion students, like they get taught in universities not to work with each other to create their own little island. And I think this, that's not how you do innovation, mm-hmm. right? I very openly talk about what we do. I'm very open internally what our plans are for, for the company. Yeah, so that's absolutely important. Do collaborations, but also do collaboration with like, Old industries, like don't don't be that arrogant that you think like oh we like you knew hot shots and like all of those industries like they're all old. It's like no, there is a reason why textile industries have survived and have been successful for hundreds of years, right? So like you know respect respect is immensely important. That you just sit there and listen and understand talk with the machines, but also mostly important, talk with the people who are in front of the machines because technology is not our problem. Machines can be reprogrammed, but you have to take those people with you. You have to take their fear away. You have to, you know, respect their opinion. You have to respect their experience and work together. This is all about the fusion. This is all about that you get like the old and the new knowledge together. So 
it's important to understand the word innovation because there's a lot of like innovation circus around us in each industry. For us, real innovation is creativity wrapped around a proper sustainable business model. In the end of the day, you have to make business. That doesn't mean you have to sell your soul. That doesn't mean you have to go into like, you know, lose your IP or something like that. But in the end of the day, you have to be able to make a business out of it, mm -hmm. which maybe the answer to that is like, it's, it's something, it's something different. It's not like necessarily your design, but it's maybe your design service. Maybe it's your consultancy. Uh, maybe it's like, because you learned how to solder and you can and teach it to other people in fab labs right but in the end of the day because you need freedom and freedom also comes with you know if you do business and this is what what we did it's like you know because we can be crazy because i can go on stage and swear a little bit and have an opinion is because we built this company from the ground up and like financed ourselves you know independently out of our own business Right, you know, and that doesn't mean, of course, like you, of course, you can take investment. Of course, you can apply for, you know, governmental programs. Or please do that. You know, take the low-hanging fruit and run with it. But so, but in the end of the day, that that is, it's collaboration. It's being open. It's respect and just like you know, a you know, a, a healthy business approach. And in the end of the day, for me, it's just love. You know, I know like, you know, in business, we have to be like very tough and whatsoever. But at the end of the day, it's just like, if you just really love what you're doing and respect the people around you, they will feel that. And if you give love to other people, they will give that love to other people. And that's, you know, that's where my system engineering head comes in. In the end of the day with that, you start a cluster system. And that's the important thing. There's a network, right? And everyone can support each other. Well, I'm glad Berlin has you at the center of their network with your pink hair and your glowing heart, Lisa, as well as the global fashion tech community. Like I said, everybody's looking to Berlin because you guys know what's up. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, speak with me and good luck with the award ceremony. Thank you so much. That was my conversation with the fabulous Lisa Lang of Electro Couture. For images of the Fashion Fusion finalist projects, as well as the winning selections, we invite you to visit electricrunway.com. For your daily dose of fashion tech, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at electric underscore runway. We've also launched a Facebook page. Yes, we finally got to Facebook. You can find us by searching Electric Runway on Facebook, where you can watch all of our videos, tune into all of our podcast episodes, and otherwise be completely plugged into what's happening at the intersection of fashion and technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Amanda Costco, as well as Girl About Toronto on Instagram. Thanks so much for your time today. Tune in next week where we're going to hear from the founder of Emo and Aris, a company that is changing the way we think about heated apparel. As the winter wanes on in various parts of the world, including Canada, we're sure that the conversation surrounding heated apparel is heating up. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Jeff Kale.